Hello, and welcome to Industry Elites. On this podcast, Industry Elites' very own Natalie and Vicky are going to be discussing the latest news trending around the world. On this episode of Industry Elites, Vicky and I are changing our discussion up a bit to talk about the latest release on Netflix called Social Dilemma. For those of you yet to watch, The Social Dilemma is a documentary drama mix that explores the dangerous human impact of social networking, with tech experts sounding the alarm on their own creations. As you guys know, we are constantly discussing how social media is a powerful tool that can really benefit if implemented into their strategy, but we are rarely talking about the negative effects that social media can have on our society today. The Verge sums up the doc in a few words. Social Dilemma explores the effects of smartphones and social networks on human behavior, blending talking head interviews with some well-known Silicon Valley individuals and fictional after-school special-style dramatizations of what happens when Johnny and Jenny scroll through the feeds all day. The film presents itself as an urgent warning about our modern condition. So, Vicky, you watched it. I watched it. We obviously were mind blown. So what were your like first initial thoughts when like they started with the interviews? What was going through your head? I feel like through watching this that me and you are going to be like the devil and the angel on this because I feel like you were <laughs> way more mind blown than I am. And I'm not I'm not not mind blown, but I'm like. This is like beautifully genius. Like I honestly think like someone coming from a marketing background that this should be taught in marketing programs. Like this is the most almost sinisterly wonderful <laughs> kind of approach because it's just they've they've figured out they being the social media kind of conglomerates mm-hmm. have figured out how to completely manipulate every aspect of our lives as individuals and society as a whole through marketing. They have what appears to be very easily overtaken what we buy, how we dress, what we think. And it's, to me, I find that very interesting on a psychological level. Obviously, on a consumer level, as an individual myself, that's absolutely horrifying. Trust (laughs) nothing. Um, but I just think it's, it, it's like, it's almost impressive in a very horrible yeah. way to say. And the fact that this is almost allowed, like, I honestly feel like these social media, like, it's kind of like, you know how people ever just like, big brother's going to get you. The government's going to get you. Yeah. Social like, media's already got you. <laughs> exactly. It's like social media already seems to have the upper hand on what we all think the government is doing to us. And I think that's absolutely wild. Well, it's like, where's the government getting all these resources from? Why not from these different social media platforms? Like, they're already there. So it's just crazy that it goes that in depth. And I think that's what you're saying. You're like, oh, one side, you're definitely going to be more of the angel versus the devil. But it's like, it's so true when you actually see that and they put it in that perspective where it's like these people who are high up like it wasn't like these were just like entry-level employees of these high social media companies but like this was like what was it the former president of pinterest was on there the former manager of growth at facebook like the individual who created the uh was co-founder of the like button like that stuff that from the like button on facebook has transferred all over to all different social platforms obviously in other ways like 
the heart, um, views, like all those different things. But like, it's just insane to me. Like I couldn't honestly, and still cannot grasp my head around it, but it just felt like as individuals we're living in this cloud of social. And then like, it has like complete dominance over us. Like that's what I had in my head where I had to like detox from social media for a few days because I was just like, I couldn't handle it. Yeah. It's one of those things where in the doc, they keep referencing the Truman show as like a joke, but it mm-hmm. literally is the Truman show. I don't know if everyone's familiar with that movie, I but explain that a bit. Yeah. The long story short, it's, This guy, Jim Carrey, wakes up in this, what he sees as his world, and his world's kind of like this perfect world, and everything just, like, happens what he thinks is randomly, but it's completely, like, contrived and planned, and basically, he's living in the Matrix, and these people are kind of controlling him, people are watching it as a television show, but he doesn't see it. And in the documentary, they kind of make all these references to it that we're Jim Carrey in this issue. So, no, basically how you were saying that's him living in essentially this perfect world. But what was even more crazy to me was this type of portfolio that they established that they have on everybody. And, yeah, how you're saying we're worried about the government. But it's like all these social media platforms are essentially saying that they can predict our next move through artificial intelligence. Like they can predict what's going to keep us on for hours and hours where we think it's pure enjoyment. But it's this psychological effect that's been put on all of our profiles, which is like another thing. Mind blown. Like that's crazy. Yeah, it's really interesting, too, because since they've profiled us. So it's like if you go on your Instagram even if we're following roughly the same people, it's going to look completely different than what's on my Instagram. And same for kind of shopping things. Like, it's very interesting. I personally find it kind of annoying, and, like, Netflix does it too. It's like, for example, everyone's familiar with on Netflix, it's if you watch... So you watch one shows? Yeah, like, you watch one murder mystery. So now your entire suggested feed is going to be cop shows or murder shows, yeah, And it's like, I enjoyed that, but that's not all I want to watch. And I find that these algorithms, like Instagram does it, Google's doing it, all these ad runs to it. It's like, just because I liked one pair of shoes on Aldo, now it's only showing me exclusively boots from Aldo. It's, oh, all I the time. I don't understand the point of that algorithm. Like, you'd think you'd want people to see different things. Yeah, and, like, branch out and, like, because I feel like if you did it that way, you could kind of make, as we know, all the the goal here is, like, hardcore consumerism. Yeah, so it's like you think you could kind of, like, broaden the web, literally and figuratively, if you kind of switched up the algorithm. That part didn't make sense to me. Like, I always like a traditional A to Z list. Like, even though you're talking about, like, on Netflix, like, once you're watching one show, that's essentially they're predicting that those are the types of shows that you like to enjoy, and that's what they're going to prominently show you. And when people are telling me, like, oh, did you watch this and this on Netflix? And it's like, I didn't even see that on my feed. Like, or when I'm searching, when you go through your different tabs. And it's like, I would honestly like if I could go A to Z and just see all of the shows, and I can look and choose myself. Because it feels like, yeah, our choices are very much made for us. We might have five choices in front of us but the option of 30 or 40 50 might also be available to us as well it's just not what they're predicting we would like to watch so yeah even on social with shopping and all that stuff too that it's very ad heavy like and you don't even realize it like I didn't even think that they were tracking how many 
seconds I'm spending viewing a, a particular ad, how long I spent on a certain person's picture. Like they mentioned something else about predicting like your state of like loneliness as well. And like, that's scary. Like we have these young impressionable teenagers and depending on what you're showing them and the content that could be out there, like that's changing their growth and changing the way that they're thinking about things and the way that they're learning versus yeah we had social media but like it wasn't something that was embedded in us from like when you're like grade seven grade eight like I would say like later high school for myself and then like after that you're already a brain was pretty much established yeah it's true I kind of that is the one side that I'm like oh, this is not kind of the best yeah. thing is these kids and they seem to get younger and younger because I feel like I had my space it was like MSN MySpace, probably like grade seven or eight. But it's like oh yeah, but that's like harmless compared to this now, right? Like oh, I think yeah. we all had MSN, and that was more so the individuals you knew you added on versus like this is majority of people that we're even seeing on our feed now. It's not even my friends. Yeah, it's true. Like and that's the thing too. You don't see your friends unless they're constantly posting and you're constantly liking to beat yeah. that algorithm. That's the, I follow, I don't follow that many people. I probably follow like 900 some odd accounts. But on the other hand with that is that has been collected over, I don't know, since Instagram came out, honestly, like for years now. Yeah. That wasn't something you just went to follow in like in 30 minutes. You let me just follow these 900 accounts. Yeah, and then even that, though, it's, like, I feel like I actively probably see on a regular basis maybe 30 max, and it's always the same ones. Yeah. It doesn't seem to switch up, which I I honestly don't understand that if they're trying to do this, like, take over the world plan, Mm -hmm. because I feel like that algorithm's really hindering their growth. Because you get bored quicker. Like, if I'm not seeing newer content, and it's similar to, like, all these maybe um, influencers or different brands and different products. It's like, okay, at a certain point, like I kind of like the simplicity aspect where you can see the people that, you know, because you get to see what's going on with them. And then there's the whole other situation though, with like when they were talking about the likes, do you remember when he was like, the like button was supposed to instill like positivity and happiness and like spreading like that positivity to your other friends by giving them that like, and then they had never imagined that it would turn into the beast that it did where like kids are having anxiety and having depression because they didn't get enough likes on their picture like that. Like I keep saying it every time we talk about a topic so far, but like, that's insane. That's crazy. Yeah, that is insane. I really think w- with that, like I, I don't know how to wear this. I don't think it's social media's fault completely. I feel that we should, because social media is not going away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this. Yeah. Remember when we all thought Facebook wouldn't last? Uh-huh. Oh, it's still uh, there. But uh, like, it's just going to get worse. I feel yeah. like, and it's almost a sad thing to like combat in this. But I think the only way to kind of get through that. So future generations aren't completely like immobilized by social media. Is that we almost have to start as sad as it is to teach children that social media is not real yeah and it's kind of a weird point of evolution because i feel like we're old enough that we grew up yeah that and like we grew up with and without it Mm -hmm. so i feel like because of that we're aware of kind of the fakeness of it but i feel like since like you said they're literally born into it 
they don't know that it's fake. Not not that they don't know, I guess, that they're not like constantly aware of that instance. Yeah, like it, else they fall it. in they fall into the bubble essentially, right? Like I feel like we kind of hover on like a one foot in, one foot out type of situation where it's like you can find yourself maybe falling into the rabbit hole, but then you're like, oh shoot, like I gotta pull myself out. So we are aware where it's like, oh, I was spending a little bit too much time, or like, oh my gosh, they're so pretty. It's like, wait, like this isn't even real. But it's like I don't think they have that afterthought of oh, shoot, wait, this isn't real. Like, that's not something that they're thinking about. Like, it's just boggled into their mind that, like, oh, my gosh, look at all these people or look at her. She's so skinny or look at this person. They have so much money and all these great things they have. And, like, I feel like that could just, like, start to consume kids. And, yeah, like, it is a parents thing, I'm sure, and, like, a monitoring thing. But, like, hey, just, like, let's add another thing to the list that we're going to have to do when we all have kids, too. Like, great. (laughs) Yeah, really. Yeah. And then it's amplified, too, because it's like when we were kids, the biggest thing we could possibly want is a room like Lizzie McGuire or Hannah Montana's. Like, that that was, like, the top-tier kiddom. Now these kids are, like, seven, and they want Balenciagas. Like, yeah, I'm like, what? You're yeah. like, what is that, and how do you know about that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's kind of like... And that's the thing, too. It's like, I don't think they realize that it's not necessarily obtainable but for lack of a better word it's not obtainable like they see it on social media and they're like well that girl has them and it's like she does have them but you can't just go get thousand dollar pair of sneakers when you're seven (laughs) no it's a hundred percent true and plus your foot's gonna grow so that would be equally not as smart to put that much money into something that you're not gonna be able to wear for your life Yeah, at least our foot size is pretty set in stone at this point. <laughs> exactly, right? Like, I hope my, honestly, I hope my foot isn't growing unless I, like, ever lost a toe or something. Maybe it would shrink but not increase. But no, but even like we were saying, like, kids are just so consumed with that stuff. But, like, do you remember when you were younger and, like, you'd, there'd be all these different kids have birthday parties and not everybody would always be invited, but now if kids are going out or, like, your friends are hanging out in one place, it's so... It's so, I guess, normal and such a norm to post it on social media and who you're with and what you're doing it with. But when you're younger, with none of this stuff, you wouldn't know. So it wouldn't bother you. But now if you're seeing all your friends going out and you're the person who's not on there, you're kind of like, oh, well, what the heck? Yeah, I think that – see, that's a weird thing to me because going back to the generation generational thing is – like, don't get me wrong, I am guilty of it too, and I will take pictures where I go, but it's like – I know some people I know, it's like everything is documented. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I will take a picture if it's cool or, like, yeah. picture-worthy, but it's, I'm, like... Don't get me wrong. I do, too. Yeah, not that we wouldn't, but it's that you take so much stock in it. It's, like, that now you're knowing where everybody is, essentially, which you didn't before. But, yeah, like, I don't, like, yeah. the people that take it every single time of everything they do, it's, like, well, that's a bit much. Yeah, it's kind of almost like the... Like, it's, like, normally... The destination is the goal, and you take a few, like, memorable photos along the way. But now it seems to be that the photos are the goal, and going there. there. (laughs) Yeah, the the destination is just the means to get the photo. Like, it doesn't, I don't know, even they've, um, they seem to be setting up, like, cafes and kind of, um, I don't want to know what you want to call it, like. Spots, like, hang out. Yeah. Instagram. 
Yeah, and like installations, I guess you could say, like outside. Like I know there's yeah. this sunflower field thing, uh, Howells in the Falls, mm-hmm. and they've literally planted a field of sunflowers so you can go take Instagram pictures. Like that is the point yeah. of that. And people would pay money. Like, hey, I bet you if all my friends were saying they want to go, I'd pay money to go there. But that's just the craziness of how you just said, like, we're paying to go somewhere to take pictures. So it's like it's if we didn't if we went somewhere, it's almost like we didn't go if there wasn't a picture to document it. Exactly. It's it's so it's so weird. And the fact that, too, it's like from planning, kind of loosely planning my wedding, Mm -hmm. there's a whole like. I don't know what to call it. Like, you know the signs you put at the end of the aisle, like, where people are about to sit down and stuff? They're like... So, it's a thing now to have a sign there that says, no cell phones or iPads, which is hilarious on the iPad side. (laughs) That's like my grandma or something. (laughs) Seriously. Seriously. They're way too big to hold up. I don't even know where you brought it. Where are you putting it? Uh, (laughs) That's a whole different ballgame. But these... There's signs now that are very popular for weddings saying no photos. So then that way, when the photographer is taking your pictures, that everyone doesn't have a cell phone up in the air, like a concert. Mm -hmm. Like, that's kind of sad. Like, no, it's true. And like, but even then, like, I think they were saying like, yeah, if you have like flash on your phone or whatever, like how you can mess up the shot. And like, even though you still got married, even though like, you'd still have those amazing memories if the person would mess up the shot i'm sure a lot of people would be like what the heck like that ruined my moment but it's like really didn't but looking back on it now that may be something that they're harping on or thinking about yeah it's it's the weirdest thing that like if you told me that that would have had to be almost a mandatory sign like 15 years ago i would have never believed you no there was like here be seated on whatever side you'd like. Like, I feel like that would be the type of sign, which you still have yeah. those. But like, like you said, now the fact that that's one of the first things that people are going to see when they're coming down is to notify them of that. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. And to turn them off too. That's another thing. Like make sure it's on silent, make sure you're yeah. not going to be on it the whole time. Like, yeah, it's just, it's a very sad evolution that we're reaching. Like, I don't yeah, know. And then it's like the etiquette versus like, what's just over the top, right? Like, I feel like that line is also blurred. It's true. It's, I don't know. It's just the weirdest thing. Like, it's, it's so surreal when you start kind of taking it apart. Cause like, we're in it every yeah. day. Like I've, I've gone to school for social media. I make yeah. a living out of social media. It's just a crazy concept to think of. And with that though, like personal, like it's kind of blurred on my screen time, but I went through, we were talking about it on Tuesday, on how much TikTok we've been watching lately, like in content. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On Tuesday, and it resets on Sunday. So think about it that way. <laughs> okay. By Tuesday, and this was at like 10 o'clock in the morning, I have already been on TikTok. It was like 7 hours and 30 minutes. Yeah. By Tuesday. Yeah. Like, I had to delete it for a bit because I was literally on it like all the time. And like, that's where I found when they're saying, oh, time lapse so quickly, I could, an hour would be gone. Yeah. It's so like, means I watched 60 videos because each are what a minute. So I watched 60. Oh, you know what? I never thought about it like that. Yeah, it's a lot. 
That is a lot. Try to find my screen time to see what it is now. I am down 14% from last week. Okay. So that is good. Is this by week? So my total screen... Oh, this is by week. Oh my god, this is by week. Is that the total screen time at the bottom and then it says your average? By week. Okay, mine is... So I average on social media, on my screen time, six hours and ten minutes. And then for last... Oh my god, for this week. So Sunday... To Thursday, I've spent 30 hours and 52 minutes on my phone. So, I beat you. (laughs) (laughs) What's yours? My social average screen time from Sunday till Thursday. 17 hours and 26 minutes. Did you say average? Is that what you just said? Yeah. Okay. Okay. My information in reading, I don't really know what that is, three hours and 30 minutes. Other is two hours and 28 minutes for a grand total of 32 hours and four minutes. Okay, you should feed me that a little bit. I thought you were going to say like 40 hours or something like that. Oh, no. It was the social time that I was appalled at myself for beating you for. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yours is a little bit combined so like you said your your lines might be a bit blurred there so maybe we're a little bit closer than you think but yeah like we spend so much time on our phones like it's just crazy to think like do we know what's real or what's true anymore like what does what's the actual definite true uh, true definition of each of the things that we could be looking at like it's all influenced in a different way I feel like like someone can be like oh no it's this the other person can be like it's this but then you go two plus two we know it's four right like other things that we knew previously like we would know what's true and what's not but now I feel like this is getting blurred completely it is it's really interesting to see too when you look at your screen time or it says like your most used apps and it's literally like, so social media is the top for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram and TikTok are pretty much tied. And then I, this week, which just baffles me. So I don't know how much like truth there is to this. Mm-hmm. But so this week I spent five hours and eight minutes texting. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I spent five hours and 29 minutes texting. Does that not seem incredibly high to you? Yeah, like, it takes me a second to send a text. So, it's yeah. like, how many seconds in different instances am I using? Like, I'm not, like, sitting there, like, waiting on my phone for text messages. Like, yeah, I'm not like, like, oh, here, here. It's like, no, when I see one, then you answer, then you put it down. Exactly. That's what I find really concerning about this. Like, it's, how many texts are we sending in a day, then? <laughs> like, you should tell us that. I feel like now everybody has unlimited texting, so yeah. it doesn't really depict it like it did before like oh you have 150 texts to send this month yeah it's it's really weird and then like my next one's a reddit so i get all my news and information off reddit i have spent an hour on amazon (laughs) all i do i guess is go on social media talk to people go on reddit and online shop that is really yeah what i do i guess in my day So we were talking about screen time and obviously just really taking a look at how much time we spend on it. And I guess with the new update now, it just is very in-depth in terms of how it breaks it down. So you're mentioning like when you even just pick up your phone, you can see 
what you went to when you first picked it up, like your notifications breaks it down between all the apps as well. And then not only does it work with like a day basis, then they torture us and give us our daily average on a weekly basis. Like, so that's all right too. Great. Yeah, the daily one stings the most. Like today, we're recording this at about quarter to 3 p.m. And I'm already four hours and one minute deep on using my phone. So it really kind of puts it into perspective. And it really does show that everything that evolves around our phone, now that's social media, online shopping, communications, just I'm just going to group it all in one, just everything that's on your phone. It really shows how these corporations just have us. Like, even if it's just talking to our friends, it's the means in which we're talking to our friends now. We're not going out, granted, COVID, but we're not going out and hanging out as much as possible. We're literally just texting each other and mm-hmm. Snapchatting each other. It's really interesting to see kind of how it evolved. I think not even since we were kids, but just I'd say like the last five to ten years. Like, I remember people in high school that didn't have cell phones yet, and we'd still leave notes in their locker. Like, that was... Oh, my gosh. Yes. And, like, you'd be like, okay, like, I just got to leave my note here for someone. Like, they're going to be like, where are we? So I'm going to leave it in here, and then they're going to know where to go. Exactly. That's crazy. I feel like I said that, like, 40 times. Like, if someone were listening to this, they could probably make their own game out of how many times I've said, like, that everything with the social media and, like, the themes that have come from the social level movie uh, on netflix it's like it's crazy <laughs> it's true honestly that's the best way to sum it up no one will judge you for that because it, it is it is quite mind-blowing like as interested as i am on the marketing side of it it yeah. is absolutely mind-blowing and what i think is kind of the craziest part of this that we're aware of this that in the documentary not only is individuals like ourselves but in the documentary they're showing that there's congressmen and people more so in the states than in canada but showing basically asking for these media platforms to kind of take some form of responsibility uh, from the government and it's just super interesting that they're aware but it's like allowed i guess you could say It's kind of interesting to see where the grand circle of our information goes then. No, it is. And how it's going to continue to change, like you said. It's just insane. Like, when they're even talking about how much we see now versus how little we saw before. Like, not to fully get into the realm of politics and democracy, but obviously a lot of social movements have been built via social media. And obviously some of the things that are ongoing in the world today, uh, in the third world countries, we maybe would not have seen, or maybe they also wouldn't be amplified if it wasn't for social media. Yeah, exactly. I feel like it's one of those things where we've kind of always had these kind of push for social movements, but it's not, it was never in a capacity that we could promote it to kind of literally all corners of the world. Mm -hmm. So it'd be kind of interesting to see how that Mm -hmm. evolves. And even, I don't know, how long you say social media has been running like 15 years now? I would say 15 years, like at a solid point, like not even counting like prior to that the few sites that had been running before him like I think MySpace was probably the first thing that was around for a bit MSN was the first thing that was around for a bit but like solidly with like social media platforms I would say like 12 to 15 years with Facebook especially right yeah definitely I feel like Facebook was probably the one 
we consider that the OG because it actually lasted the test of yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Versus MySpace just kind of died out. But Yeah, poor thing just died. <laughs> I know. RIP. But it'll be really interesting to see if we can kind of look back on this in the next 15 years and be like, it, it'll be interesting. It'll almost be like, I'm assuming anyways, that it'll be like we're in the stone ages of social media now in comparison to what it'll be or even the control that it'll have. Like you said, though, like, even as simple as like when you're trying to figure out where your friends were going during lunch, like they'd leave a note in the locker. Now for protests, even people were hanging up posters before like, OK, come for a rally here, meet on this date and this time. But that's all social media push now. So it's like I'm sure the amount of individuals that are even getting out to those types of events are extremely larger than before like you wouldn't even hear of much of on the news about social protests from what i can remember or social movements but now like you turn on the news any news platform there's always something and something to do with a social movement yeah definitely i feel like especially before like you said when they had to put up flyers and kind of word of mouth of everything i feel like the people you would kind of get for that would be more of like the kind of underground, like the resistance kind of side of yeah. people versus now you can approach the masses with a tweet. So obviously there were so many themes that they touched on within this documentary, but one of the ones that we didn't really focus on yet, but maybe we could do some of our first initial thoughts with it was the aspect of how much they focus on user growth. So obviously, as you can see, they talk about the amount of users that are on each of these social sites. Like it's within the millions, if not maybe like a billion people for Facebook, I'm sure more if not. And you don't even realize, I guess, how much effort and how much time they put into hiring individuals who specifically focus on putting out different platforms of how to get people engaged and how to get those other people engaged because obviously if they don't have those people that are engaged and those people that are continuously signing up and using it then their main goal of like making money from advertisers and advertisers posting these that's obviously going to fall through the cracks so were you surprised that they focused that much on it Vicky? I did to be honest because so I just pulled up a stat it says you were close by the way with the billion oh yeah okay. um there's a 1.79 billion people on average log into Facebook daily. And that was as of June 2020. Oh, and so, probably so many more people now that everybody's at home. Everybody's on Facebook oh, now. Exactly. And apparently that was a 12% increase over the last year, which I feel like it would probably be higher because, like you said, everyone's home. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I thought was kind of interesting about that part is I almost felt that it was almost unnecessary because I feel like people just get Facebook now you know what I mean like I feel like yeah. kids are just like nine and now they're nine years old and they're gonna get a Facebook like I feel like it's just what do it they almost... need a Facebook for that's what's exactly. crazy to me exactly but I feel like it almost markets itself but obviously I'm wrong because they have departments to basically recruit people to the platforms but it does make sense to me as retention wise because I feel like I feel like especially our generation, Facebook, for example, is, like, dying. Like, I feel like it's more so we kind of keep it to talk to our older family and then friends that don't necessarily have other platforms. Mm -hmm. I just find it's not as an active thing. So this 
did kind of surprise me in a user sense, but I guess they do need to engage the next generation, literally and figuratively, to keep it kind of going. And they start to intertwine the popular things, I find. So it's like once one platform has something and it's essentially running with it like TikTok, right? But now Instagram has reels. And then before when Instagram was popular and had stories, then stories transferred over to Facebook and then Snapchat's kind of on the side there. So then didn't Snapchat input like something similar to Twitter, but in the visual sense where they were updating you with different individuals or different news outlets or whatever you liked, you basically had an overview of whatever was going on in those themes on your app. So it's like, I feel like they're also just piggybacking on each other too. Yeah, they definitely are. I feel like that's probably another thing that adds to my dislike of Facebook because it is a (laughs) mash of Like, you're right. It's a mash of literally everything now at this point. I found, did you get the new Instagram update? It was like yesterday. Um, I got some sort of update. I don't know if the latest one I'm horrible with updating, but like I just, whatever recent one it was, I'm not really a fan. It's the one where your likes and your notifications is at the very top instead of the bottom. Yes. Then I did update it. Yeah. I absolutely despise this Instagram. If you're listening, (laughs) (laughs) because you spent literally years like I'm gonna say honestly maybe like eight to ten years clicking on your like button there yeah with the same (laughs) general layout and there was nothing wrong with it why did you have to do that and now I keep going to click where my like button was but now it's this shop thing and this shop thing freaks me out in its own right because I'm looking at stuff products for you which is stuff that I have looked on independently on other websites. And it's, I don't know. To me, I find this like really creepy. Like it's like, I'm aware of it, but now it's like, well, you didn't try to make it not obvious at all. (laughs) And then in the middle there, which I keep going to post a picture, which is now playing, it has the real thing, which you're right. Brings it back to TikTok, which is pretty much all reposts of TikTok anyways. Mm-hmm. It is so bizarre, and I don't understand. I think what it is is they're trying to have a battle for content, to be completely honest. Like, it's like, because TikTok took off place. so quick, right? Oh, yeah. People spend well, hours on it, and I feel like Instagram, yes, people spend a lot of time on Instagram. I'd say that's, like, probably secondary and for myself, maybe, then Snapchat and then Facebook. Facebook's more so, like, if a notification pops up, you'll go to it. Snapchat, if my friends Snapchat me, the rare time I'm bored on the other platforms, that's what I'm going to Snapchat. And then Instagram. So, but it's not comparable. Like, I feel like there's a large jump when it comes from Instagram to TikTok. So, it's, like, everything else is kind of gradual, but then you get from those two at the top, and it's, like, vastly different, the amount of usage I'm sure that they get. Yeah, I'm with you, too. I kind of only use Snapchat if I'm taking pictures or if someone Snapchats me. <laughs> exactly. Unless like, you're notified that, like, there's something going on there. You're not just going to check it. Yeah, honestly. like, And the only thing I really do is going to sound kind of creepy. But what? you can't. a friend of mine informed me of this, that the Snapchat map, what you mm-hmm. can do is you can check literally anywhere in the world that allows Snapchat. Mm-hmm. And you can see what's going on in whatever hotspot and this no kind of came way. To my, yeah and this came to my attention during kind of when the riots were really starting in the states there and the yeah. news wasn't covering them yet i was kind of shown like oh here like check out this city and you will see 
literally like live boots on the ground snapchats of people that are there yeah it's kind of interesting in the like technology versus kind of what the news is putting out and it's almost kind of it's almost a live news feed if you know how to get it and it's -hmm. it's kind of interesting because this showed up on snapchat i'd say a good three solid days before it showed up kind of on the media outlets Having those platforms, right, you're receiving news a lot quicker than you did before, which is essentially, it's good, right? Like, we're not waiting for another news outlet to put their biases on it on the way that they're reporting it, right? But then again, biases are hard to remove regardless of what outlet is posting it, whether it's just like a person or a business or like a news station. But at the same point, then since it's happening a lot quicker, I feel like the news now, instead of reporting it, they're playing like catch up. They're always referencing something that's gone on on social and then bringing it to their news. Like, is it, am I wrong? Like, do you feel like the same thing? No, um, you're definitely right. Especially too, if you watch the news clips a couple of days later, they're always playing Snapchat videos. Or if they are, they're clearly cell phone videos, which you know whoever took that is definitely already posted it. Yeah, I find it very interesting because I get a lot of my news, like, from Reddit, pretty Mm -hmm. much. And it's kind of interesting. Yet again, social media. Um, But it's just kind of interesting that you see it there first, and then it will be followed by CNN a couple days later. Yeah. Yeah. it's uh, We're supposed to be in the information age, but there seems to be kind of a divide. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's really weird. Well, it's like all those social or the social platforms, the news platforms have their own, like, I guess, goals and what they want to accomplish type thing with each of their posts. So that's not something that just happens super quickly. Right. But I feel like with social media, there's not that thought process. There's not that examination of it they're literally just posting it right like there's not that background of okay what are we trying to accomplish what are we trying to target here is this like offending like I don't know there's just maybe have a lot more questions that they have to fill the answers to versus a person who's just doing it they're not thinking about any of it they're literally just going ahead and posting it yeah it's literally kind of boots on the ground guerrilla reporting almost if you want to call it that because it's literally just they're there they're recording it it's happening So obviously the realm of social media is something that's so confusing and so complicated. And I think we're all just really just trying to gain an understanding of maybe where even to find that balance, which right now I think a lot of people realized, myself realizing as well, that I don't really have that balance. So just having, I guess, your own self-control to implement that is going to be important. And it's going to be interesting to see if that documentary really does have an impact on the system or we're all just kind of kind of care about it for a week and just essentially let it fall through the cracks. Yeah, I vote the latter. I feel like we're going to be like, oh my God, and go back to our phones because mm-hmm. it, it's a part of us now. Like there's no denying it. It is absolutely a part of us. All right. But yeah, so uh, hopefully everybody enjoyed our nice little review there, but it's definitely going to be something we need to take a look at. So Closing out our season two, episode one. Yeah, and thank you for everyone who has been listening to us thus far. We definitely appreciate it. And this is going to be an awesome second season.